have you. We believe God's got a special plan for you, and uh, we're glad, we're so glad you're joining us. As a local church, um, we have uh, announced that we're going to make some changes, and we're really excited about uh, these changes. They're quite big for us as a church, and if this is your first time, I know you'll understand what God's plan is for church when you leave this meeting. But I also believe for those who are part and are joining this church, it's really important to understand God's plan for church. You are significant. We heard that at the beginning, that you matter to God. So much so that you become, when you become a Christian, you become part of the body of Christ. That's another name for the church. And he sets each part in the local church. We're part of the worldwide body of Christ, but he puts people in a local body where you actually are known and you can know people and you can journey with them in your following Jesus. So you, you, you walk together with other people. And... Um, the good thing about the body is that everything in your physical body, if you understand what Jesus speaks about, the body of Christ, he's speaking about a spiritual body, but everything in your physical body you need. Like, I don't sack my foot. Like I say, you're, you're, you're redundant, off you go. I need my foot. My head needs my foot. And every part of my body needs, I need my stomach. You can't see my stomach, but it's very much there. <laughs> and it had a nice breakfast this morning. But what's happening on the inside of me, all my internal bits that you can't see, are working for the whole body. And so you matter, you're important, you're significant in the place and the whatever gifts and whatever God has called you to be part of and function in as a member of the local church. Church is more than Sundays. Can I say that again? Church, it's not a building, by the way, it's a people. It's not a building, it's a people. But church is far more than Sundays. Sundays are for the equipping of the saints God gives gifts, fivefold ministry gifts, and he has placed pastors here, and we bring in other gifts and ministries to equip the saints for the works of service. But church is much more than a Sunday meeting. It's about building relationships, and that happens in the context of smaller groups. When God poured out his spirit at Pentecost... And Peter preached the first sermon. Do you remember that in Acts chapter 2? After the Spirit came, he preached. 3,000 people were saved. That's quite a, a lot of new believers. And the new believers didn't just get saved and carry on just in their own relationship with God. They needed to be part of the first disciples because those disciples knew Jesus, his teaching, how life worked as a follower. 
And so Acts 4 speaks about they, the new ones, joined the ones who had been following. So they began to be part of a movement of those who were being changed and on a journey following Jesus together. And the apostles or the first disciples were teaching and equipping and sharing, hey, this is how you do this. This is how you apply that truth about Jesus. And so the context of discipleship or following Jesus is always done out of relationship with others in the local church. Um, Big groups and small, Sunday meetings and other meetings. And so we're going to announce some big and we believe vital for growth changes in Connect. And you're going to be very much excited about it, I'm sure. Because it's some, there's something for everyone to fit your life. The things that are going on in your life, the schedules of your life. So there's going to be a kind of a smorgasbord, which you'll be able to choose from. And you're free to choose what you join. But we believe it's going to be a very exciting change, and you're going to love it You're going to have fun. You're going to make friends and grow together in God. But you're also going to share the experiences you've had with God so that others can learn from you. And you might be sitting there thinking, well, I don't think I've got much to give. Yes, you do. You're important. And if you're born again... God himself is already living in you. And that makes you an important and significant participant in the local building of the church that will reach the world. So connect groups are God's idea. To him, it wasn't an optional extra that it's only in the West and in recent years that we've thought church is just a platform ministry where we come and get fed and go home and be successful personally. That is the wrong mindset of what true church really is. It's building people and growing people in God. And you've got stuff to give. And I believe You've got stuff that you can receive from others who've walked the walk, not just talked the talk. So that others have had experiences that you can receive from, whether it's raising kids or out of relationships or at work, or maybe you're just not winning financially and you need help to understand how to win financially in life. Whatever the area, I believe God gives us his word, we're in relationship with him, but we're also going to walk it out together and build one another up to be successful as followers of Jesus. It's always been Jesus' plan that we live connected. And Jesus came in Matthew 4, we're going to look at this one scripture, when he came, he called people, didn't he, to follow him, Matthew 4, 19. Jesus saw two fishermen and he said to them, come, follow me, 
and I will make you fishers of men. Now, in that one statement is a world of change. Yeah. <laughs> is a life change. They were just involved in getting by with their working life, paying the bills, uh, doing life and business and marriage and kids. And Jesus said, actually, I've come. I've come that you might have life, but I've come so that we go on a journey together, that you will know me. That's the first thing. To follow Jesus is to get to know him. It's actually to be shaped by him and to begin to think like he thinks and have his heart and passion for his purpose. So in following him, we know him. And then he says, I'm going to make you. That's the bit where we get shaped and changed. Like I said at the beginning, I love things now that I never thought I would love. Okay, so maybe um, before I was saved, I was quite prejudiced actually about the people I like doing life with. I only wanted people just like me. Does anybody like being like that? I just want them like me from my culture, from the way I think, uh, my, my phase of life. But actually, God put me in a smorgasbord of a group where actually there were lots of elderly people and there were lots of people I would look at because I'd only just been saved and I went, it's a bit strange. They're nothing like me. But God put me there because he wanted to change me. That I would learn how to love as he loves. Because actually that is one of the greatest commands that Jesus has for every follower, that we learn to love one another as he loves us. And you can't love at a distance. Because love is action. It's not emotion. So I can send you a card. It's Valentine's Day, isn't it, coming up? I can send a card. But that's not the way that Jesus speaks about love. It's love in action. A love that serves, a love that prefers, a love that gives, a love that seeks the highest good of another person. So to love one another is a different kind of love than the Valentine's Day love that we often see in a card. And I'm not saying don't do Valentine's Day well if you're married, do it really well. Um, but I am saying that Jesus' love is a holy love and it's completely different than just words. It's action. It's a love in action. And so Jesus' plan was always, as we follow him, we're being shaped and changed alongside other followers. So he didn't just call one to follow and just walk through his three years just with one. He chose 12, didn't he? And then there were a wider group, 72, and then there were the crowd. But he invested out of three years, they think probably 18 months, half of that time in 12. Do you not think that's amazing? He put into the smaller because he says, this is my plan to change the world. Making disciples who are learning 
about how I do life, what my missions, what my goals, what my heart is, what's the truth. He shaped them 18 months. That's intensive. Relationship, connection. I always think, you know, Jesus didn't send a text. He came in a physical body. And now he's got a physical body. (laughs) Outworking the power of the Holy Spirit in each one of us, the truth, so that actually we're living, living epistles so that people can see and know the Lord through our lives. It's always been his plan. Come, follow me. I will make you fishers of men. That means people who aren't yet saved are attracted to Jesus. He wants us so attractive to Jesus, to, to, the, to the world, so that they look at our lives and they go, take a bite, like the fish on the hook. I want, I want some of that. It looks really nice. Making disciples, winning them to Christ. That's always been his plan. And so you could sum up the plan of Jesus for us today in those words, but also in this diagram. And I'm going to just start with this simple diagram to say there are three things that I believe connection is important to grow a disciple. And the first one is intimacy with God. Everything else um, fails without a relationship with God. The church doesn't work unless we are in a vital living relationship with Jesus Christ. And Jesus illustrated this with the vine and the branches. He said, I am the vine, you're the branches. In other words, we get all our life from him. Then on the, uh, the next uh, side, we've got transformation. So out of our intimacy with God, we are being changed. Out of our relationship with him and his word and prayer, we are being changed. But also, that transformation takes place in a together setting. Just as the early church didn't just hear teaching They met together. They applied the teaching. They said, how are we going to live this out, guys, in our families and in our workplace? And let's pray and stand with each other to see God glorified in our lives. They were constantly being changed. And then the final step is an assignment. I believe the truth that every believer has an assignment from God. And that assignment will involve other people. That assignment can work out as a follower in a family, raising godly children for Jesus. It can work out as a business person where you're operating in integrity and you're you're living the ways of God in your working or business life. But actually... It's far more than just that. We are here for those who don't know Jesus yet. And so our assignment will always include those who do not yet know. Whether it's next door 
or at work or in your family. God wants to use you to bring people to himself. So we all have, if you look at the balanced Christian life, is you've got a, a wonderful relationship with God. Now, connect groups are to encourage that. Transformation, that's the application of the, the word of God and the power of the spirit at work changing us. And we're to celebrate and encourage that, that we are being changed. If you're the same as you were five years ago, it's not supposed to be like that. We're all supposed to be growing and growing more and more like Jesus and doing more and more of the works of Jesus because that's what his plan is for each one of us. And our assignment, God has a unique setting for your assignment. Nobody else can do what you do. Nobody else can go where you go. Nobody else can meet the people you're meeting. And God says, I'm, I've, I've got an assignment. And being part of a connect group actually will encourage and equip and strengthen you in your assignment. I love that diagram because for me, it sums up How's my relationship with God going? Am I really applying the truth and seeing change? And am I living for the purpose of God, not just to get what I want from God, but actually here to do what he has designed me to do? God has a design and a purpose for your life. And being part of a people that believe in you and love you and in a context where you are in a relationship of care, you will be blessed to be more effective for Jesus. And I don't believe there is any one person who loves the Lord that doesn't want to bear fruit. I believe you've all got that cry in your heart. I want to bear fruit and I want to be effective. And you could say connect groups are God's strategy for that. It's his eternal plan. It's in the word, and that's where we get the pattern of how our life should be lived out. I was thinking about this, you know, how, just using a couple of um, examples uh, of how relationships can change you. Apart from, I've got so many in my life. There have been times when I have felt like I cannot do what I'm called to do. And God puts somebody in my life who can see and speak encouragement. And in that word of encouragement, I can move forward. And if I don't get that encouragement, I might find it really difficult to get beyond this particularly difficult place that I'm in. And God has used so many people in my life. And I, I just want you to think about Elizabeth and Mary. You know the story, it's usually spoken of at Christmas, where Mary has a word from God that she's going to give birth to a son called Jesus. And you know, it's a wonderful story, and it's amazing because Mary hears the word and says, let it be to me according to your word. So she's heard the word and she's saying, I want that, Lord. Yes. 
I accept that. That is your call on my life. Now, she was a very young girl and unmarried. Now, I don't know where you would go if you'd just been told that you're going to have Jesus. Okay, the Son of God. And I know that Mary was connected to this lady called Elizabeth who was married to Zachariah, and God, in their old age, had done a miracle for them. They were faithful, they were a spiritual couple, they were serving in the house of God. They were blameless, that's what Scripture says. So actually, that was a discipleship relationship. They were more than cousins, Mary and Elizabeth. She saw the value of what God had done in this older woman. And in her moment of a new promise from God, she said, I know where I'll go. She upsticks and went to Elizabeth's house, Home Connect. And she walked in, and as she walked in, something supernatural happened. Why? Because we're not just a social group, we're a supernatural people. Where God dwells in us. And so we're to expect the supernatural when we meet. (laughs) Isn't that interesting? And so she, in her kind of new vision, new faith, new promise, new word from God, says, I'm going to get, I can't talk to them because they'll laugh at me. I can't talk to them, they're not going to understand this but I know someone I can talk to. And so she went to this spiritual woman who knew how to pray, knew about miracles, knew about God. And as she walked in, she experienced, Elizabeth experienced the baby leap in her womb, but she was filled with the Holy Spirit. Should we have some of that? She was filled with the Holy Spirit and she began to see what God was doing in Mary. Not because she was told, but because the Spirit gave her the word and said, blessed are you. And she began to speak about this child and this woman. Now Mary, God, can you imagine, so blessed. You know, Christ in her grew as she stayed with Elizabeth. Isn't that God's plan for you and me? Christ in you will grow as you stay in a faith connection in the body of Christ. And in that growth, she got stronger, stronger to face her world. She had to go back. But she went back different because Elizabeth and her prayed together, stood together, rejoiced in what God was doing together. And she went out a different person than the fragile faith she began with. It grew, it grew, it grew. That's what can happen in a home connect. Because you're not just connecting with people, but through people you're connecting with the supernatural living God. And that's why we have to see beyond the natural. 
to not look after, look at each other after the flesh. But Christ in you. And in that, that place of that home connect, there was a growing in Christ. And another story, and before I kind of announce the connect groups, I just want to give you faith and vision what can happen. Another story is Paul and Timothy. Paul chose Timothy because Timothy had grown up with a faith-filled granny and mum. And Paul recognized that Timothy had genuine faith that was handed down from the parents. So be it for every parent in the room. Amen. Lord, let it be a genuine faith. Not something that you go to church. It's who you are. It's who we are. We're followers of Jesus. Genuine. And so Timothy had kind of got his own faith. And Paul recognized it's in you. But Paul said, I want you with me. Why? Because Timothy needed equipping and training for his destiny. And that is true of you and all of us. Amen. God puts you in the body, sets you in place amongst the people of God so that you can grow into your destiny and your calling. Now, this took a while because Paul and Timothy had a, quite a long relationship together. But you know, it's written, if you read it in 1 Timothy, Paul speaks of Timothy as my beloved son. They were unrelated. So this is about a family relationship. But for Paul, Timothy was like his own son in God. And there is a relationship of love. You know, connect groups and relationships in the church only work when love is the ingredient. Where we love each other. And Paul speaks so tenderly about Timothy. But Paul knew Timothy. And he knew that he had a bit of a character issue. He was quite timid. And Paul, because of that relationship, had recognized that what God had called this young man to do, his personality was too timid and was shutting down the core. And it says, it was like his core was dormant. Some, some, some Christians, it, it, it might be fear. That's what happened to Timothy. He was afraid to speak out and be bold because he thought of the consequences of doing that. How many of you have ever felt afraid to declare your faith at work? Well, sometimes we need people to speak courage into our lives. And Paul saw that the whole future of what could happen in the church through Timothy, but also to reach the world, could be shut down by this issue. And so Paul, in love, can I emphasize, spoke, my beloved son, stir up the gift that is in you. Stir it up. 
God hasn't given you a spirit of fear. You don't have, you're not like that. You might feel like that, but you're not like that. You're in Christ Jesus. You're a new creation. I know who you are. I know you can do this. God hasn't given you a spirit of fear. Overcome the natural with the power of God. But Paul, Timothy needed Paul to speak. You've got to be in relationship for that. For somebody to love you enough to pray, to know you, to know you beyond your isms. I mean, we can all walk around and say, oh, that's just Tony. Or that's just Sean. God says that's not just. I'm in you and I've got a plan. And it's going to overcome your natural abilities because it's going to be God. And people are going to see my glory through your life. But we need people to speak. You know, sometimes our personalities are dormant. We're dormant in the core. We're like in hibernation. <laughs> you know, feed me, feed me. Could give me more food. And the assignment part is missing because we're so filled up and saturated that we're no longer effective. And sometimes we just need somebody to say, stir it up. Come on, stir it up. There's something more than just getting by and getting money, and getting your family and your kids to school. There's something more, because God has got a plan, and it involves people. God has more for us. I'm thankful that when I first met Pastor Colin, he saw something different in me than even I did. than even I did. And I was discipled, as Pastor Andrea was, by a great man of God. Because he saw. And I've had people say, as you have, you'll never amount to anything in God. Has anybody ever heard that? You'll never do anything great for God. But we need people around us who see and say, I believe in you. You can do this. You can do this in God. And that happens through real relational connections where we keep the framework of intimacy with God, being changed, and that assignment that each one of us are to live out in that dynamic of following Jesus, knowing him, being changed, being made and going into the world for our assignment to make other disciples. I'm so grateful um, for our leaders, our connect group leaders. Actually, could you stand up? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wonderful. They have opened their hearts and opened their homes and opened their lives. Previously, but there are new things going to happen. And every one of them, I want to tell you, we trust them. And we value them. And they're a gift 
They're a gift to the church, but they're also a gift to us. And they have proven faithful. And there's a whole lot you can learn from their lives. And so we just want to honor them as those who have been called by God to fulfill his plan, to make disciples and to encourage and help you and care for you and pray for you and stand with you when things go wrong. We need people, don't we? And we need to celebrate too. Let's have fun doing it. Let's have a lot of fun. Let's laugh because Jesus wants us to be anointed with joy. Amen. So we're to enjoy life together. Thanks, guys. You're amazing. We think you're amazing. I believe that um, just as much as they've got experiences of life they want to pass on, I also believe that every group, every member has something to add and benefit the others. It's not just all one way from the leader, but it's always. And it's adding to and receiving from. Paul speaks about this, about the building of the church, how God gives fivefold ministry gifts, but he also sets the body in place where you can function in giving and receiving, each part joined together, knit together, so that there can be growth of the whole body. Because God's plan is we grow and mature as, as believers, but that we also grow numerically and reach the world. Jesus is coming back. Jesus is, and the end will come. And we have the glorious gospel, but we also have this ability to be strengthened in the local church through these connect relationships. God's plan, best plan, and like Joshua, you know, God gave him a strategy, well, this is it, to win and to enter the promised land. And connect groups are that strategy, part of the strategy of God for his church. Right, I believe we can present. But don't forget vision. Mary and Elizabeth, what can happen in a home? Paul and Timothy, what can happen that your core will be stirred up and you can, be you can fulfill what God has designed you to fulfill in your workplace, in your family, and in your community. Praise God. Okay. These are going to be some of the connects that you can sign up online to. And they're going to give you freedom of choice, of course. You're free to choose. And um, you can choose Dad's Connect with Sam. You can choose Mum's Connect with Catherine and Sharon. And Musgrove Connect. Now, before we move on, can I just say Musgrove Connect is going to have a, an emphasis of building up those who work there, but also on an assignment because it's actually for the hospital. It's powerful. It's going to be amazing. But anyway, if you join that, that's going to have that emphasis. Dad's Connect might have the emphasis of raising, uh, being a godly man and raising your family for God, but it will affect work and it will affect uh, people who don't know Jesus. You'll be much more influential. So they, they vary, uh, Catherine and Sharon's group as well. 
Next one, we've got Bible Study Connect with Paul and Fran, Mark and Claire. You get a double whammy with that one. <laughs> double whammy with that one. Okay, um, Prayer Connect with Tony and Christiana, that is a powerful, if you've got a real heart to pray, powerful. Um, they're really um, fueling what God is doing here in the local church with their group. Baker Blessing. I mean, I must say, um, listen, I would need to come. I don't know that I want to, but because of my baking skills, they're so low, I would, I would need to be with you. But that, that, that is going to be, of course, each one of them, inter your intimacy with God, transformation, assignment. But I can imagine how much joy is going to flow from curry to cake, cake to curry, whatever. Hope for Hemyok. Now, this, uh, this is with Joan and Wendy. Um, they've called it Hope for Hemyok, but it means wider, actually, than that, from where you live. But it, we just, just the phrase hope. And that's going to be two-pronged attack. <laughs> not, not right terminology, but two-pronged. Um, they will not attack, they'll love and build you up. And that is actually to, to build up and encourage one another's faith once per month. And then the second is about going out, relating, or just, just doing what you do to bless others. So it's actually going to have quite an influence, I believe. There are many, th many people waiting for Jesus in that um, village and around that area. And I believe they're going to reach many through that assignment. So that's good. The final one is the book club with uh, Sunny <laughs> and Bex. Bex, she's not in this one, she's with the children. Um, they've been doing this as was the old Connect, and it's been so powerful and effective that they, they really believe that this is an opportunity. They'll have lots of fun with that too. Youth Connect with Dan and Kaz. 10 to 15s, parents, be on the alert. Be committed to take your kids to Dan and Kaz's house. They are awesome leaders. Yeah. And are really creating an environment where our kids can share their faith and grow and have fun, loads of fun together. And there's going to be a new connections. So if you're joining the church, don't know people... Mary and Ailey, Ailey and Mary, are going to be opening their homes, their hearts, their um, hospitality gift. They have an amazing gift to, to, to uh, bring people in and just bring them on the road. And then maybe up ahead, they might want to join book club or go to the prayer group or the Bible study or whatever. But just to start off and begin to be growing relationally. So that's new connections. Aren't they great? We believe there's something for everyone. Something for everyone. I believe that uh, what is being provided through these amazing leaders is an opportunity for you to really grow in God and to do it with others. Um, It's also easy to invite the world in. Your friends, people who don't know Jesus. 
I mean, I can imagine Baker Blessing. Um, somebody just doesn't know what to do for the evening. Oh, why don't you come with me? Um, I'm going there. Or in the hospital. Somebody's really down. Hey, we've got this meeting. We want to support and care for each other and really help one another in our work in the hospital for the Lord. Come along. We'd love to bless you. I mean, so many of these groups can work for inviting the world in. So we invite you to join. To join in. To connect in a very real way where you're going to be a blessing and also be blessed. And it only it's it just going to happen over the next couple of weeks online. So you choose. You go on, click on the connect box and then it'll show you the little write-ups from every one of those leaders. There's a little bio, there's a little write-up where you can read it and say, hmm, I think that suits me. I think I'd like to go. Somebody's asked, can I do more than one? Keen. <laughs> Very keen. No, some of the groups are once a month. And so some of... You know, you might want to do Baker Blessing, for example, and Book Club. But providing you can be committed to your first choice. Otherwise, you'll just be hopping there and there and there, and nobody will know you, and you ain't going to get the connections that are going to bring the growth. So, yes, you can in theory, providing you can do the distance with it. And by, by next year we'll probably do a refresh and there'll be new things added as we go. But we're really excited about this because we believe this is going to grow people who will grow the church of Jesus Christ, that's his plan, who will be effective in their assignment to reach the world. Isn't that wonderful? So we're going to pray it's been a bit of a different Sunday, but I'd like us to just stand together to pray. And <laughs> how many of you are happy about what you've heard? You like what you're hearing? I trust you do. We, we really feel there's um, joy in it and uh, something fresh from the Holy Spirit. So let's pray. Father, I just thank you that it's always been your plan to um, have the bigger meetings like Sundays and training with fivefold ministry gifts, but also to have this essential uh, strategy for growth and friendships, faith friendships and joy, as well as sharing one another's burdens and standing with each other. Lord, I believe so much in your plan for church and for each one of us who follow you. And I pray, we pray, Lord, with, um, with the mind of Christ that your spirit will move in each group. That you will, like Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke and Paul saw what was going on that Timothy needed to overcome and gave him wisdom on how to do it. That those areas of discipleship will really propel each one of us into your destiny for our lives. 
and that we will see us, ourselves as far more effective ambassadors for Christ in our workplaces and in our home lives and wherever we are, that this will build us up like Mary was, strong to face our world. Thank you, Lord, that she left that home, I believe, so strong that nobody could move her off her core. And thank you that Christ grew in her in that home connect. Lord, do it in us, we pray in Jesus' name. I pray none of us would be the dry, disconnected bones stuck on the side of the hill, but we'd come together bone to bone, <laughs> that, Lord, we'd be joined together in the body, and your life would come that you would breathe into this, Lord, so that we will stand on our feet an exceedingly great army. Amen. Praise God. We hope you've enjoyed this message from Kingdom Faith Southwest. For further information, log on to kingdomfaithsw.com.